bonus episode. Are you kidding me? I didn't even think I would have enough time to record just the regular episodes, much less doing something extra, some bonus bonus material just for you. This is right off the top of my dome. Uh, I'm spitting free. Don't have a script for this. I just thought that maybe I could put out something that's a little personal. Well, not that the rest of it isn't personal, but a little bit more personal and a little bit about why you should give a fuck about me. And I wanted to introduce myself and I wanted to introduce and I want to also introduce, uh, you know what, I'm not I'm not editing too much about of this. So this is going to go out raw just as is. So I wanted to introduce myself and I wanted to also introduce my wife. Uh, no names right now. I'll see if I can sneak in a name later. Um, but yeah, I will call her Kay. Kay is my wife's name. Um, so I'm gonna, I wanted to introduce myself and why you should give a shit about me. Uh, if I'm not willing to share a little bit about myself and a little bit about why you should care, why will you care? And I feel like introducing myself and introducing my wife Kay um, is is going to be uh, beneficial to build that rapport, as we would say. Um, build that connection between you, the listener, and me, the idiot. Um, so let's do this. Let's let's. I'm going to tell a little bit of a story. I'm going to tell a little story. I'm going to tell the story about how Kay and I met, and uh, our first date, and even some maybe a little bit of our second date. And I just thought that that would be a nice little extra uh, salt flavoring to this podcast and a little bit of bonus content for you to listen to and just to get to know us a little bit better as well. All right, let's get into it. Thank you for joining me on this bonus episode of the Potty Mouth Parenting Podcast. This isn't going to be so much about parenting, but it's going to be quite a bit about me and our relationship, uh, my wife and I, um, uh, our relationship. So I hope you enjoy it and I hope you, uh, you you keep listening and you keep sharing and tune in for episode two coming up um, next week. I'm very excited to release that. And, uh, and so yeah, here we go. All right. The story about how we met. Okay. As is most, a lot of relationships, I won't say most, a lot of relationships in, in the last few years, my wife and I met online. And, uh, but here's, Here's the interesting tale behind how we met and the difference between how we met online. So my wife and I met on, I think, a now defunct dating website called Eval. And uh, it was something that my, my, one of my friends, a friend that I was living with at the time, um, uh, she actually started me kind of more or less started me on this eval site. And uh, I, I I was a little bit hesitant as to joining these sites. And so it was a little bit weird. And um, within a first, like the first week of being on this website and um, and kind of seeing what was out there uh, for, for other people on the website, you kind of got to see the same faces. And you can kind of get the hint that um, these people had been on there for a while. And so I got on eval and at first I had made some bullshit like bio, um, contradicting myself in many ways, purposely doing doing this. I am a writer after all. Well, I try to be anyways. I am a little bit of a writer after all. And so I built a, a, a bio on this uh, website that was pretty much all bullshit. And it was all pointing in the direction of, hey, you shouldn't take me seriously and I'm not going to be taking you seriously. So something you should know about me is I don't take myself very seriously at all. Um, I used to quite a bit, um, but I realized that the more seriously you take yourself, 
the less serious other people will take you. So if you're really out there trying to prove to somebody and try to be like, I'm the best at this and I'm the best at that, people are going to laugh at you and they're going to talk behind your back. So if you are just realistic to the fact that, hey, like Socrates says, the only true wisdom and knowing that you know nothing, hey, I'm down for that. I don't know shit. So I don't take myself very seriously. And I tell jokes about myself, self-deprecating jokes, that um, maybe a little bit of a deep-seated, um, uh, you know, undervaluing of what I can actually do. But for the most, by and large, I think I'm an idiot. And so I put out my bio out there wanting to kind of put it out there to be like, hey, if you're kind of reading through the bullshit, if you're kind of like sifting through this stuff and you read my bio and you realize that I'm just a joker and an asshole, hey, maybe we'll get along. That didn't work. Um, I got a few hits. Uh, another thing you should know about me is that I'm not exact. People people say that I have a face for radio, so I took that shit seriously and I started my own podcast. But I'm I'm not I'm not the sexiest fuck out there, and I know that. And hey, I'm okay with that. Uh, like I said, don't take myself seriously. So at first glance, I very much resemble somebody who's going to put you in your freezer, not so much take you out to dinner. So I'm, yeah, like I'm not very good with first impressions. I can be kind of a serious person. I can be kind of like, no, this is all in seriousness now. I can be a pretty serious looking person. I can pre see, uh, I can have a, 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 what is it called? Asshole resting face or something like that. Resting asshole face. Can't remember what it is, but I have that. And our first impressions, people who, go, who are going to see me on a dating app, um, they will not like what they see. And it isn't until you get to know me that you you really don't like me. But then you get past all the layers and uh, and things, you know, lighten up. And you realize that I'm, hey, I'm actually not too bad. And I'm actually kind of funny. And I have all these life experiences that, you know, make me interesting and dark and mysterious. Um, yeah. But, you know, putting myself out there, I would be I would be shit on Tinder. I think I had Tinder for like four hours, and then it's like, what the fuck am I doing? I, I'm not the best looking person, so people are just gonna be swiping. Is it right, left, whatever way that the X is? So I had Tinder for about uh, I don't know four hours, and then I was like, this is stupid. Fuck this. Deleted it. Went on eval. That was my only kind of my only uh, dating platform that I was really on. And to be honest, it was my friend who really like pushed for this. And I was kind of going through a very difficult stage in my life where I was going through a lot of reimaginings and kind of like I was like becoming a another version of myself that I wasn't before. So I realized at that time that I was in a relationship for the better part of the, you know, from the moment I was 17 until that moment when, um, my ex uh, left, which was about, I don't even remember how old I was, to be honest. But, I, you know, I was in a relationship for the better part of those years. So let's say, let's put it, if we had to give it a number, let's say 10 years I was in a relationship. I realized very quickly that I didn't know myself and that I didn't know who the hell I was. And, um, and that's a bad thing. When you don't know yourself, how the hell can you find somebody else to kind of tag along and, and go places with you and get to know you. If you don't know yourself, how the hell is somebody else going to get to know you? So I realized that after the breakup that happened, that was really, really rough on me. Um, I wanted to take a year to just kind of develop who I was and become another person. And, you know, I didn't like the person who I was because I was all these different people who I was dating. And so instead I said, fuck it, I'm going to be me. And I, you know what? I did a lot of weird little things like 
I, uh, I shut my, my phone off and I didn't check social media for like two or three weeks and I didn't, you know, communicate to anybody on my phone. If I wanted to like call people, if I wanted to talk to people, I would call people and not text them. And, you know, I just did a lot of weird things that really centered myself. It's like, is that the person who I'm going to be? Maybe not, maybe like a less severe version of that, but Hey, let's, let's keep going. Let's see, let's, let's peel back the layers and see what I can find. So I took that year to kind of discover myself and really uh, get to know myself. And I spent a lot of it alone. And I spent some of it, you know, trying to date and get, you know, see people and see what was out there. And believe me, it's not so good out there. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the people that I attract that, uh, you know, other than my wife, people that I attract that, you know, don't really do it for me. But um, I, 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 you know, I, I I started on the eval thing, and um, I, I think I, I went on. I went on two dates, I believe it was, maybe even one. I can't even remember, but uh, I just remember it being quite awkward. And so on this website, and uh, and I went. I it was it was coming up on New Year, Christmas and New Year's. And, uh, and like, you know, Christmas passed and I said, you know, what? I'm going to go on a trip. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to do a trip to Vancouver and I'm going to, I was living in Calgary at the time. I'm going to do a trip to Vancouver and I'm going to do a trip to Seattle because I love Seattle. Seattle is one of my favorite cities in the world. It's just such an amazing vibe to the city. It's so beautiful. The people are so friendly. It's like Canada only in the U S and surrounded by like not very nice people. Cause the rest of Washington is actually kind of shitty and, uh, and people who look like me, um, they don't really uh, are accepted. Anyways, so it's 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 a beautiful city. It's an amazing place. And so I was like, no, I'm going on a trip to Seattle. So I planned this whole trip to Vancouver in Seattle. I was going to go see a couple friends of mine uh, or a friend of mine that lived in, in Vancouver um, who was just an amazing friend of mine. And so we we I, I planned it. I was like, I'm going. I'm going to Vancouver and I'm going to do all these things that I've never done before. And then I'm going to Seattle and I'm going to do all these things that I've never done before. And it was it was a really cool, like planned uh, time. And I like to, to name things, you know, like, I don't know, like I lived in, I lived in, my childhood grew up, I grew up with movies and grew up with TV shows. So I like to name things. So I named this little quest of mine, the, the Vagabond spirit, spirit quest, the Vagabond spirit quest is what I named it. And I think like for the most part of it, I, I it was, it was a quest to kind of like learn who I was and learn who I was outside of like my regular surroundings and my regular home. I wanted to push my boundaries. I wanted to t- to try new things, to talk to people. I'm a very antisocial person. Hey, don't know if you knew that. But um, I'm a very antisocial person, but I wanted to push my boundaries and see what I could find and who I could meet. And you know what? I, I wanted to have a little bit of fun. And I wasn't really drinking at the time, um, but I wanted to go out and have some fun. It was New Year's. Fuck it. New Year's in Seattle. Oh, awesome. So plan this trip. I was actually, uh, um, I was, I was on the computer planning the rest of my trip and I, um, I was getting the email push notifications for eval and I was like, I hate this. I hate the fact that I'm like, I'm every time the push notification for eval came up, I was like, Oh, who is it? Who is it? And it was the same like four people that were like around the city in that area. And so I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to go on here. I think it was like 11 at night. And I was like, uh, um, uh, no, it's probably earlier. It's probably like eight or nine. I don't, doesn't matter. Fuck Mo. Um, so I was on there and I was like, no, fuck it. I'm deleting it. And you know what? They do not make it easy to delete these things. You have to like go into the terms and conditions and then there's a little cancellation tab and you got to go through all these hoops and fucking hurdles. 
to finally cancel your like account that you started. And so I'm on here and I'm trying to delete this account and I'm figuring out what the hell to do to like delete this thing. And boom, a little not- notification pops up. And I was like, oh, who's this? It was like a chat. It was, I believe it was a chat. So um, somewhere between starting this uh, eval account and then like before, just before I closed it, I had actually uh, typed out like a bio, an actual bio about myself and about who I was. And I also posed some questions. And I believe there was like three or four questions that I posed to people to respond to me because I realized that people were responding, but it was like, hey, hi, how are you doing? How's it going? And it's like, eh, you know, I'm not really going to start a conversation on how are you doing? That's stupid. And so I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm putting on these questions on my bio and people are going to have to answer them. If they don't answer the questions, then they don't, I don't respond. And so there was one or two responses to the question, or no, there was one or two responses to my bio, but none of them with the, the questions that I had asked. So I ignored it. And then boop, this little notification popped up, popped up, pooped up, <laughs> popped up. And uh, it was somebody that I hadn't seen on the app before. And I have really, ha- I wasn't regularly looking on this app, but I was like, I, I was like, oh, hey, that's a person I've never seen before. And I opened the app or I opened the, the notification. And there were my answers to my questions. And I wish I could remember what questions I asked. I really do, but I don't. Um, but there were the answers to my questions, like well thought out, like answers to these questions. And I was like, whoa, what? This person actually took the time to answer these four questions and they did it properly. It was like a really refreshing thing. And then so I clicked into uh, her page and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I could, I could chat with this person. And uh, I, I like I kind of left it and I was like, I, cl- I closed the, the terms and notifications down so I didn't delete my account. And I was like, you know what? I'll leave it. I'll leave it. And uh, so we, we chatted for a bit. I finished the rest of my planning for that night because I was actually on the computer. I was on my computer or the computer, their computer, uh, booking some like ferry tickets across from uh, from Tawasin in, in Vancouver to uh, um, to like Seattle. So I was on there like finalizing that and because I just wanted to take the ferry. So I like was on there finalizing that. And so I like oh, I closed everything down. I finished, finished what I was doing. And uh, um, yeah, I like... I went, I went home. Um, I, w- I lied. I was not living with them at the time. I was living in a basement suite that I hated um, with a person whom I hated. Yeah, that was another story. But anyways, um, I, I went home that night and uh, we chatted a little bit. And then I realized like I'm, I'm leaving like tomorrow for this trip, like tomorrow morning. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was it. Is I was, uh, I was leaving the next morning for the trip. And uh, I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow morning for this trip. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have Wi-Fi while on the bus, and I'm not. I probably won't have signal like driving through the like the mountains because I was taking the Greyhound, which is like Greyhound was still a thing, um, and uh, and so I was like, you know what? I'm I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna have Wi-Fi, and I probably won't have like mobile data. But here's my number, and I sent it to her, and this was like the third message in. I was like, here's my number. I'm leaving for a trip tomorrow morning. I'm going to be on a bus, but I can text you. I just can't promise that I can message on this app. And lo and behold, she texted me. And I was like, what? What? This person, like, if if you would have seen my, my picture, I probably 
you know, like you should pretty, you should be a little bit scared because I'm not the most friendly looking person. So like she's, but she texted me and I was like, oh, that's cool. And so we kept like, you know, we conversed a little bit and then I went to bed and I told her I needed to get up early the next morning. So I went, I got up the next morning and I went on the bus and uh, I, I texted her good morning and I wasn't expecting to hear back because there wasn't like, there was some texting between us, but there wasn't like a whole lot of like, you know, you know, when you first text somebody, you don't really know. And you're just kind of back and forth, like, how are you doing? What do you like? And all this bullshit. And so I like was like, you know, I wasn't expecting anything. So I texted her good morning and like, you know, I got on the bus and I actually slept for a little bit. And then I like woke up and there was like a text message from her. It was like, Hey, how's it going? And yeah, it was just like, it was like, it was fine. And then we, I got to Vancouver and I kind of didn't text her for a little bit. Uh, went out that night. Um, I say I don't drink, but I did drink that night with my buddy Stacy and he took me out to his uh, bar that he worked at or that his friend worked at. And we went drinking, which I hadn't had, like, I hadn't had anything to drink at that time for like going on two years so i was like blasted after the first like beer so anyways uh hung out with him and uh and his friend and uh we just kind of like chilled and i realized like you know I, had, I hadn't texted her for a while so i texted her again and uh we you know we, we kept a little bit of a conversation going but not much and i the next day uh we kept a li another little conversation going and i said hey like do you want to do you want to have a phone call Another thing you should know about me is that I hate, I hate, I hate phone calls. I don't like talking to people on the phone. I find it very awkward. I don't like texting either. So, I mean, whatever. But um, I prefer texting over calling. But I just, I hate talking to people on the phone. It's a very awkward process for me. And uh, and I never know what to say. And I'm, I'm a very efficient person. So if you come and talk to me and you call me and you tell me what you need to tell me, I'm not going to sit there and talk to you about the weather because I don't care. And, uh, and you've gotten your point across. So why are we on this conversation? Why are we on this call? Anyways, so I suggested that we should have a phone call and which is weird, weird for me. So I, we, I went out for a walk and, uh, I had this phone call with her and we talked for probably two hours, maybe just had a conversation about everything about, you know, her family. And the first thing I realized about her is that she's, she was easily, easily flustered and she had a little cute mousy voice. And I, I liked it. I very much liked it, but like behind the mousy voice and the distractedness of like, you know, she, I think she was like picking up some stuff, um, some stuff from like one of those, uh, one of those paint places that you like, you know, you, um, you paint like, uh, like, clay shit and then you like you know you, they flame it or like kiln it and then you go pick it up anyway she was picking something up from there and so she was super flustered and she's like oh no you told me at a good at a bad time but uh, can i call you back and i was like oh man this this girl this girl's all over the place and but she called me back and so we had a little conversation and past you know the the flusteredness and the mousy little voice i could see that i could hear that this person that this woman had a very like she 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 was very intelligent and she was very passionate about certain things and, uh, um, you know, she told me that she was, she had lived in Barbados for like three or four years working for a nonprofit. I was like, that's fucking cool. And she, you know, she told me all about this and she told me all about that. And it was just a good conversation. And I, you know, I, I put everything out there as well. I think I said in episode one or two, I can't remember what, 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 which one it was, but I told, I said like, you know, I put my cards out on the table. Here's who I am. And if you like me, then you like me. If you don't, then you don't. So, um, 
we like, you know, I put it all out there and she seemed receptive to it. And we had a great conversation. We talked for about two hours. And then the next day we like talked for another hour. And then I didn't talk to her for about two days after that, two or three days, because I went to Seattle and I, you know, I like went, I went out there and I stayed a couple nights and then I came back and I didn't really text her. And, um, on the second phone call, no, on the, I believe it was a third phone call or like a text message, a couple text messages. I said, Hey, well, you know, when I get back to, to, to Calgary, we should, uh, we should go out and we should just have like a, you know, have a good time or something. And we, we should go someplace. And she was receptive to that. So I was like, yeah, jazz, boom, nice. Um, so I was like, hey, have you ever been to this place called the Blues Can? And the Blues Can in Calgary is actually a really cool place to play. Like they, um, they have live show, live shows. It, it's a bar, but it's like a live show place. Like they, they play like jazz and blues and really cool like bands that you've never heard of. And it's like great, great entertainment. I had never been there, but I had always heard about it. And so like a bunch of friends had gone and they're like, dude, you got to go because like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big blues guy. Again, I'm not cutting this in, in any way. So it's just going to go out raw. Um I'm a big blues guy. And so I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll go. Uh, and he, I want to go. And uh, I never got the chance to go. But then I was like, hey, there's this girl. I want to impress her. And I, know, I want her to know that I like blues because I'm so classy. And uh, so I was like, hey, we should go to this place called the Blues Can. And she's like, yeah, down. Absolutely. So I was like, cool. All right. Um, you know, when, I, when we get back to Calgary, um, we'll have a good time. And we kind of left it at that. Didn't talk to her for a little while. Um, and then the day I was supposed to leave, I, I left really late um that not really late i think it was around six or seven i I, we left uh vancouver and i was taking the bus back and there was a really bad snowstorm that happened um it was like you know i mean obviously it's july or uh, july (laughs) it's january and uh and it snows in canada and it snows in the mountains and there was a really bad snowstorm that happened and there was an avalanche and so the main highway that connects the parkway that connects you know um the the vancouver mountain uh, mountains into the main highway that goes into calgary was completely like washed out by this avalanche and so the bus had to take an, a very indirect route and i wish i could tell you what that route was but i will tell you one thing that we got on this bus and it was perfectly clear. And by the time we got into the mountains, it was absolutely whiteout conditions. You couldn't tell what was sky, what was road, what was mountain, and what was like death. It was absolute, it was absolutely fucked. And the bus driver, who was equal parts like man of steel, like god of war type fucking thing, and like nicotine, was an absolute champ. But we did maybe 30 kilometers an hour, like the entire way through the mountains. And it was this back road that I could not tell you. I couldn't tell you where it was. And so we, we took this back road into some little buttfuck nowhere town. And I had run out of money by this time. I was still in school and I had only saved a minimal amount for this trip. And it was a vagabond spirit trip. Hello. So I didn't have, I didn't bring any money with me or I brought very little money with me and there was no emergency funds. I'm a student. So we like, I, I, you know, got some jerky and I bought some uh, drinks called those insure drinks, but like the no name brand, you know, the ones that like the chalky shit that you can get at like shoppers drug mart. I had those. And so what was supposed to be a, I think 13 hour trip from Vancouver to Calgary turned into a 27 hour trip 
27, 28 hour trip. So I left at like seven the next, or uh, around six the night before. And I didn't arrive until six or seven the next day. And it took us through this little buttfuck road up to Edmonton, which was three hours north of Calgary. And then like down and we like stayed in Edmonton and they split us off there into three different buses. And this is, this is just a comedy of errors that happened at this point. So there was, there was this nerve wracking bus ride where the bus was all over the road to get to Edmonton. We get to Edmonton and they ship, they split us, they split this bus into three different buses because there was a a bunch of buses coming in um, from different locations and that we're all going to Calgary. So they they we were basically this just mass crowd of people and they split us up split us up into three buses that were all going to Calgary. Well, the the action of splitting us up was actually made worse by the fact that all of our bags were also split up between the three buses and because you really can't track who is on these buses, your my bag ended up in on another bus. So it was me and a few other passengers who were on this who were on this bus who were also on the uh, Vancouver bus that we were just like we were exhausted nobody had slept nobody had really eaten anything and like we were all just exhausted and this woman was doing yoga in the aisle which is like weird but we start to go and we hear a giant bang on the bus and like the bus is now bouncing like we're like we're bouncing like six feet <laughs> like from like when, when we hit a, a road bump we were like bouncing like i don't know a good a good six seven inches off the fucking off like from like where we were sitting up and it was because the 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 bus had blown an airbag so like you know how like they have this the airbag suspensions and the bus driver kind of goes over the intercom and he says we blew an airbag we're fine to keep traveling but if you guys are uncomfortable, we can turn back and go back to ed- to the Edmonton like uh, location and then like take off from there. Or we can keep pushing to Calgary. And we're all just like, fuck you, not going back to Edmonton. Let's just get to Calgary. So there was what followed was, you know, a three, four hour bus ride of like us bouncing up and down whenever we hit a, a road, like a bump on the road. And it was the most uncomfortable thing, but we were all just glad we were getting to Calgary. Meanwhile, once I got to Edmonton and realized that I wasn't going to die, I texted Kay and I said, hey, I'm going to be like a little bit late because, you know, we're like, we're still in transit and this bus ride is taking forever. And she's like, yeah, no problem. No worries. Don't just take your time and don't worry about it. And we'll still get together. And I was like, yeah, it would be great for us to get together. Wait, I still want to see you. This isn't like a, this isn't like I'm not going, I don't want to see you. It's just like, I'm actually like, this is, I've had a very stressful moment. And so she's like, no, no, I know, I know. Don't worry about it. So whenever you come, whenever you got, whenever you get here, just give me a text and we'll meet up. So I didn't have a car here. I didn't have a car then as well. So, and you no, know, no ride to get to the place where I needed to go, which we were actually meeting in the deep south of Calgary. And I kind of lived in the middle south of Calgary. So we finally get to Calgary. We get to the Greyhound station in Calgary when they still had one. And uh, I'm waiting for my bags and I'm waiting for my bags. And my parents are there to pick me up. Uh, and my brother, no, my brother was there to pick me up. Oh, but, my parents and my brother were there to pick me up. I don't know why they all came. I think my brother was still living with them at the time. But anyways, doesn't matter. Um, so we, um, I, I get there and I'm waiting for my bags. And I'm waiting for my bags. And I'm waiting for my bags. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I went to the desk and I was like, hey, uh, I my my bags haven't, I mean, you might hear some construction. I apologize about that. But anyways, I'm like, hey, my, my bags didn't arrive. Is is there an issue with something? And they started checking and they, they checked for about half an hour. And they're like, oh, oh. 
um, your bag was on another bus and it actually blew a tire outside of Panoka, which is another little town between Edmonton and Calgary. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What the, what, what? No wonder you guys have shut, you guys are going to shut down in whatever, 10 years or whatever that was that they shut down. I was like, oh, forget it. So my brother's like, you know what? Go, uh, I'll, I'll grab your bag. You have this date to go to. Um, you go with mom and dad. I'll wait here and they can come and swing, pick me up when the bag comes. I was like, he's, uh, I'm like, my brother's like, I was like, oh, dude, you're fucking, you're a godsend. So I'm, I'm now like, it's now probably eight o'clock and I'm, I Google when, uh, the blues can is open till, and they're only open till like nine or 10 or whatever. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to go all the way to the blues can for like an hour worth of a show. So I said, screw it. I, I texted her and I was like, maybe, you know, if we still want to get together, there's like a Tim Hortons near there. And, uh, there's a couple other places, but I'm like, I was like, I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten anything. And like, I'm like, I have, I have money at home, but like, you know, I, I had, I haven't eaten anything and I wouldn't mind getting a bite to eat. She goes, no problem. I still meet you down there, whatever, whatever. It's all good. So I get, I get home and I realize that all my good clothes are in my bag, which is somewhere between Pinocchio and Calgary. So I'm digging through all my old shit and I'm like, what the fuck do I wear? I have nothing to wear. The guy who I was living with at the time, who I really fucking hated, um, is like, oh, you got that? You know, it's funny, huh? So I like went through all my clothes and I was like, look, I don't have any hair stuff. I used to use like hair wax. And uh, I was like, I don't have any hair stuff. Can I borrow some of yours? And he's like, oh, sure, man, whatever. And so I, I put on, I, I shit you not, I put on a pair of khakis that were two sizes too big because I had I was I was quite big and I don't know why I had held on to these pants. Luckily I did. So I I put on this pair of pants, um, my belt, an old belt from when I was bigger, and I put on a t-shirt underneath of a sweater that should have been thrown out in 2001. It was like this gray flecked science teacher sweater with like a v-neck and i i looked like an it or so i thought i looked like an idiot until i had to do my hair so i had a shower quickly dried my hair and the only thing this douchebag had was like dippity do ultra hold number five this blue bottle thing and i was just like are you fucking kidding me so i like i had longish hair so i like dried my hair as best I could and I like put this horse glue on and so now I have baggy khakis on a tight-ish sweater with no shirt underneath that's a low v not a low v but a v enough that I'm showing a little too much chest that I'm comfortable with I have dippity do ultra hold in my hair and I'm wearing Chuck Taylor's in January during a snowstorm in Calgary. And the only coat I have is this baggy black thing that I had like tucked in the back of my closet somewhere. So that's my first, imp- that's, that's my, my now wife's first impression of me. And I take, I take the bus to where I'm supposed to meet her. I get off the bus and I catch a reflection of myself in the bus shelter. And I go, there will be no second date. Oh, man. 
and I like this girl so much. And so we met and, uh, she didn't pay much attention to what I was wearing. I don't, I don't know if she noticed. She, I don't, I don't think even if she did notice, I don't think she would say anything. So didn't pay much attention to what I was wearing. And we went to a little corner bar slash restaurant called Mr. Schnapps. And Mr. Schnapps was as good as it sounds. Um, they did not have good food. They did not have good drink. Uh, I ordered a Greek quote unquote salad, chicken salad. And what I received was a bowl of red onions with a dry ash chicken breast slapped down in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, good. I don't usually kiss on the first date. I definitely ain't kissing her now. <laughs> so... I finish my bowl of red onions and I eat my dry ass chicken with about six, six glasses of water. And uh, they're like, oh, we're closing up now. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. And I remembered right then that, and remember how I said that I was uh, in my first episode that my brain was a bag of feral cats. So in my brain, I thought to myself, I just had a bowl of onions and I don't have a toothbrush. And I'm, my brother's texting me. I went to the washroom. My brother's texting me. He's like, your bag's not here yet. And I don't have a toothbrush. So I go, I turned to her and I said, I need to go to Safeway, which was like across the parking lot from where we were. I need to go to Safeway to, 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 get, a, to get a toothbrush and some paste because uh, I don't have my bag. And she goes, what? <laughs> and I go, yeah. She's like, oh, okay. And so we went, we, we went on our first date to Safeway. I had to buy a uh, a dollar ninety five toothbrush and uh, and some Sensodyne, and um, and then we went to I believe we went to the only Tim Hortons that closes at eleven p.m. at night. This great this date is going great, so we we sat down at the Tim Hortons and they're like, oh we're uh, we're closing soon, and so we have we talked for a little bit and uh, and and then and then um, we went home. And I took the bus home and it was blizzarding. So I'm going to take the liberty a little bit here to tell you the story, point, of, point of view from my, my wife's point of view for, for her drive home. So she was driving a 1998, uh, I think it was, it's a Pontiac Contour or Buick Contour. I think it was what it was. It was a piece of shit. I think she bought it for like 400 bucks. When she got back from Barbados, she was just recently back from Barbados. So it was, I think she, I think it cost her like 400 bucks. The windshield wipers didn't work. Um, if you guys have ever seen uh, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace, do you know Sebulba's uh, pod racer? The whoop, 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 whoop. That's what it sounded like when it was driving down the road and it would shimmy uncontrollably at 80 kilometers an hour. This thing was a peach and uh, mint. Uh, and so, um, she took and she lived outside of town. So she actually lived about, you know, 30 minutes uh, south of Calgary in this small town uh, called Okotoks. And, uh, and, and she lived out of town and she drove in a blizzard to meet me. And she drove out in a worse blizzard home in this death trap of a vehicle. 
And I think she said she was doing like 20 the whole way there and followed a snowplow because it was like the only way that she could see and like drive on the road because obviously this thing did not have winter tires. You don't put you don't put $400 winter tires on a $400 car. It's just not what you do. And the windshield wipers didn't work. And she didn't have a snow brush. So obviously not the best time to be driving down the highway on this thing. So anyways, I... That's, I don't want to assume anything that she thought. So I'm just telling you that's how it was. And so I, uh, I I took the bus home in a blizzard with my Chuck Taylors in minus 25. And uh, and uh, and so I, I walked home. I was freezing. I was fucking this, – this coat that I was wearing was not a good coat. I was fucking freezing by the time I got home. I was absolutely wrecked. But I was also quite happy that I had met this very attractive woman. And, um, yeah, so like I didn't really hear from her the day after and, uh, um, heard a little bit about her, about it that night. And then, and then she texted me back. Yeah, we should do it again sometime. And I was like, are you kidding me? What? So the next date I went all the fuck out. I dressed to the nines. I looked pretty good did my hair with wax. I, it took me about a week to wash this shit out of my hair. But anyways, I did my hair nice. I took her to a really nice restaurant in Calgary on 17th Avenue, the Red Mile, if you know that. Uh, I, I took her there. I, I dressed to the nines. She was stone-faced the entire time. Stone-faced. She told me she had a headache. She did not emote anything. It was like talking to sometimes like a wall. I understand now why that was. My wife gets really, used to get really, really, really bad migraines, like to the point of debilitation, to the point where uh, there's been a couple times that we thought we would have to go to the hospital because she exhibited uh, stroke-like symptoms with her migraine, uh, where, like where her face would go numb and like swollen and her lip would droop. Honestly, the most terrifying thing. I realize now why she was stone-faced because she was an absolute unimaginable pain, but she still want, went on a date with me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How could I not marry this woman? And so our second date was a little more successful in my eyes, but after, you know, she had kind of stonewalled me the whole time and really wasn't making conversation, I really thought that that was it. I was never going to see this person again. And uh, I gave, I, I remember, and I, I remember, I remember thinking why. I, um, when I met her at the, the, the train station or the bus station that we had met, um, in our first date and also again in our second date, uh, I thought I'd be funny and I bought her a snow brush and I, <laughs> I also bought her, uh, some flowers. So I bought her flowers and a snow brush for our, our second date. And then I was thinking, thinking to myself afterwards, like when she had stolen the whole time, I was like, maybe my, my humor didn't translate. And, uh, she feels kind of insulted that, uh, that I gave her a snow brush. You know, maybe she's like a strong and independent woman, which she is, but she's like, why is this joker? Like, does this joker think I can't afford a snow brush? And, uh, and I thought that didn't translate well. And so it was like pretty deadpan the whole night. And then I realized later when she texted me, she's like, Hey, I really had a really great time, but I had like this massive headache. And I was like, Oh, yeah, headache. Yeah, I heard it before. Uh, no, she legit had a migraine headache and she still went out. So, boom. Well, that's how we met. And that was our first couple dates. After that, 
it's been uh, journey adventure after adventure after adventure. We have never had a dull moment in our relationship. We have never had a moment where we've rested and stayed in our relationship. We have always been adventurous and energetic and we've always had a good time and we've sometimes had a bad time, but we've always had a time. And so that is how my wife and my wife Kay and I met. And again, this is a little bonus episode for you guys. I just wanted to drop this. It was supposed to be shorter than it actually was, but hey, I hope you enjoyed the story. And uh, I hope you tune in for the next episode, uh, episode two. And episode two is going to be called, from start to finish, it's all about mucus. Tune in for that episode to find out what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for joining me. I appreciate your time and keep on listening.